And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. It's our first uh, grape escape of the season, and we're coming to you live from Unsworth Vineyards here in uh, Cowichan on Vancouver Island. Uh, and, uh, well, we love this place. It's so, it's so uh, bucolic. I think I like to call it bucolic, but uh, it's a great little winery, and there's lots going on, and we, we want to start with uh, Tim Turk. He's the general manager here. Uh, uh, was the owner, recently was the owner, just sold it, stayed on as GM. Welcome back to the show, Tim. Thanks very much. Welcome back to the winery. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. You're joined by Nick Bevan, who's the executive vice president of Jackson Family Enterprises, the people that are now involved in the winery. Nick, uh, welcome to the show. Hi, Tony. Thank Great you. Great to have you here. Nice to have you here to, to help out my friend Tim. Uh, Always uh, happy to help. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, it's been a long road. To, uh, how long ago did you buy the winery now? It's, it's been a little over 10 years, yeah. just a couple of months longer than 10 years. And, yeah. Uh, and so you made a decision to, to sell and stay. That's kind of cool. I like that. How is it going to work here at Unsworth? Uh, I assume there's going to be a lot of change uh, with the people. Or no, there's uh, absolutely no change that, uh, that is planned. We're uh, uh, happy to be, have a little more uh, resources to work with now yeah. and uh, continue what we had done. I'm uh, you know, uh, in, in that stage of my life where I was looking for uh, something to continue the business without interrupting anything and yeah you know we've had such uh, fantastic support from our uh, employees and uh, you know, our winemaker and everybody else so it's i think it's the ideal situation to keep things going yeah tim how and do Nick, you find uh, a deal actually, like that uh well i rely on uh, <laughs> i really on my friends like uh, the guy with an italian name named uh, shops Gismondi or something like that there you go <laughs> ah. uh well, Nick, uh, actually, it's two women who bought the winery, uh, Barbara Banke uh, and her daughter, Julia Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Julia is uh, big into the environment now, has this incredible project grounded, uh, taking off in Sonoma. And so why, why did they want to come up north, and what, what, what do you see happening? It's um, a great question. I think uh, from both Barbara and Julia's standpoint, you know, they're involved um, in a number of wineries around the world, and number of wineries in the United States and Oregon and California. I think for for Julia in particular, um, her concern is, you know, she's so involved with climate change. Um, and I think she's, she believes strongly that, you know, Vancouver Island uh, and, and wine region growing areas uh, further north are the future mm-hmm. for the industry, um, especially as, you know, they weigh in heavily on, um, on their love for growing Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And, uh, and this you know, is the spot. This, this is, is the, the spot. future. Uh, we we think that uh, the well, opportunity. Well, Tim, Tim here, knew that ten years ago. Yeah, well, he did. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and I had the tasting, so. <laughs> You know, we tasted those uh, the wines here, uh, as Tim mentioned, eighteen months ago, and and uh, Julia and Barbara were floored by this. So. Yeah, uh, we don't have a lot of time to kick right. off the show, but you know, uh, obviously, there's going to be some support here. Uh, it's it's going to be easier to. 
uh, for the winery to operate. There's plenty of resources that will be directed this Absolutely. way without uh, actually interfering with the product. Well, the idea is keep uh, Tim's vision alive and give him the resources to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of kind of a specialty of the Jackson family. It is. You know, we've, we've acquired, you know, wineries like Willa Kenzie and Grammarine and uh, Zena Crown. Yeah, in and Oregon. In, in, in Oregon. Fussy, Oregon, yeah. Fussy, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Tim, I, I look forward to, I'm going to chat with uh, your son, uh, Chris, and the winemaker, Dan Wright. Uh, we look forward to being here today, uh, talk a bit about the restaurant, too. You're back open now. Uh, we are now, yeah. You uh, emerging from COVID uh, in uh, pretty uh, impressive shape. Yes, we we're really pleased that uh, people didn't stay away in hordes. They've they're happy yeah. to get back, and we've got lots of room for social distancing. Yeah. So. And you can go golfing now once in a while. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. (laughs) You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Casey Wilson, hang in there. We're going to be right back uh, with more live from Unsworth Vineyard in the Cowichan Valley. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Hi, it's Tony and Casey, and we've recently returned from our trip to the Cowichan Valley for our grape escape. So if you're considering a trip to Vancouver Island, uh, obviously BC Ferries is the best way to get there. And many I know that many of you are thinking about a staycation this year on the Vancouver Island would be the place to go and visit some wineries and try some food and enjoy yourself. Uh, Casey, we had a fun trip over. We did, and I was concerned about, I wonder if they're going to have food. Yes, they do. Grab and go items on select routes and make sure you take a face covering with you. Yeah, that way you can uh, leave your car and go up and uh, use the facilities, grab some food and get back down to the car. Uh, there's still time to visit BC all summer, and you can do that via BC Ferries. To all our listeners around the BC Food and Wine Radio Network in Vancouver, Victoria, Kamloops, Kelowna, Penticton, and all the South Okanagan, this is the time for a staycation in beautiful British Columbia, and BC Ferries will get you there. Tin Horn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman's wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Cullman's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Cullman.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. 
We're coming to you live today from uh, Unsworth Vineyard in the Cowichan Valley. It's our first grape escape of the year. We finally have been set free by Dr. Bonnie. We're excited to be uh, on the island. Uh, and joining us now are uh, the, the meat and potatoes, I guess, of the winery. Chris Turek is the marketing director, and Dan Wright is the winemaker. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Great to see you both. Thank you for coming here, Tony. You look alarmingly Thanks, young, you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> he used to look younger. It, yeah, That's the island uh, life, well, I it's great think. Well, it's great to be here. There's some, some big changes. Casey's chomping at the bit about them. Uh, what do you got, Casey? Dan, as a winemaker, I'm curious as to what you think about this new ownership plan. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's a great fit. Uh, and I'm grateful to the Turk family uh, for the care that they put into uh, the decision for the succession plan and uh, how it will retain all the staff here and operate as an independent uh, winery under uh, Tim Turk's management for the next foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. And expose you to maybe 50 other winemakers, yeah, which isn't the, so bad. The, the knowledge and the experience in, in, in the company is amazing, so yeah. looking forward to sharing in that. Well, same for you, Chris, because yeah. uh, they have so many boutique. Right? They must have about 40 boutique wineries now that they're looking after down there. So they've, they've, they're, they're an interesting group to get involved with. Yeah, absolutely, and and they all get to learn from Dan's experience now. Yeah, so, you know it's that's uh, must be really exciting for them as well. I know what they're going to learn because we just tasted a, a secret Chardonnay, actually, or the, the Chardonnay out in the winery that hasn't been bottled yet, and it's just dynamite. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And it's like nothing that they can make down there either, which I think is one of the reasons why Julie wanted to get up north where it was cooler and the acidity was higher. But uh, tell us a bit about that wine. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting story. That it's uh, made from a vineyard that's being restored by uh, uh, now owned by the Mildenstein family. Yeah, and uh, it was planted in the late '90s in the Couchin Valley. Um, so it's it's got some older roots there, um, some uh, some marine sedimentary soils, and um, so and like you said, we can just we can make you know low alcohol high acidity beautiful chardonnay here that's yeah that, that was yeah. about 12 percent that one absolutely yeah that's crazy and i always ask about chardonnay and everybody sort of laughs at me and i'm saying no no chardonnay can be fantastic why is it not growing on the island in a big way but i think you might get more focused on it now here i think so yeah, I think yeah. That, <laughs> that might be the plan yeah uh easy to sell chris people love chardonnay yeah it's only been the single most selling white grape variety on the planet for yeah. the past few decades uh dan you brought us a pinot today though you're very famous for your pinot noirs now here at unsworth uh, uh tell us where you're at now like when you started pinot was something you dreamt about now it's actually a real wine i think uh for people who love yeah. pinot or understand pinot yeah that's a good question i mean so uh be just before i came to the couch and valley i was uh doing a harvest down in the willamette valley in oregon and uh, fell in love with Pinot there, but also saw that it was a really hot vintage in 2015 and saw how, um, you know, how ripe the fruit was and how their acidity was dropping and the alcohols were climbing. And I thought, you know, maybe a little further north, the cooler climate might have some real potential. And, you know, about five years later here, uh, having worked here on the, in the Couch and Valley, it's, yeah. um, it's, uh, it is exactly kind of what I what I dreamed of of that cool climate fruit um, we're picking in in October which is uh, exciting uh, that most of these classic wine regions in the world used to do 
and uh, we retain again that low alcohol and island freshness um, with uh, beautiful phenological ripeness. Yeah, I mean, I've been working my way through about 25, uh, mostly, o- almost all exclusively Okanagan Pinots in the last week, and none of them have this uh, elegance and grace, if I can say that. Uh, they're a different style, you know, it's yeah. almost like Central Otago versus, uh, you know, uh, somewhere in Burgundy, perhaps in Bone. So it's kind of nice to have these different styles now. I'll, I'll take You'll it. You'll take Bone, <laughs> won't you? I thought you might. <laughs> it sounds like Chris uh, has a pretty easy well, job marketing these wines. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, he's going to have a problem of allocation soon, I think, if he doesn't <laughs> yes. already have it, because that's the number one problem is to get these wines. Chris, what's going to happen? Do you think there'll be a little expansion now in, in terms of volume or well, availability on the lower mainland? I mean, we we have the vineyards that we work with right now, and it's, it's kind of been a unique uh, a unique. Uh, problem that uh, or street jacket in that we've always wanted to preserve the the, the quality of our pinot noir yet 85 percent of the pinot that goes across our crush pad makes it into either rosé or or sparkling so we've really been able to um to preserve the the the, the top tier fruit for for our red pinot so yeah i don't in the next you know foreseeable future i don't see the pinot the red pinot program really uh expanding by volume uh, until we have access to more fruit which hopefully down the road we will i guess that means the price is going to go up (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah uh, well, I think it's interesting to see, the, how would you characterize a winery today? You have so many different wines. You also have a sparkling wine program. So it, is it focused or unfocused or is it, well, how yeah. will it be going forward? What, how will it look in the next five years, do you think? Oh, that's a challenging one. Uh, yeah, we we definitely have a wide range of wines um, and, and that's been a bit of a challenge. Uh, also can be um, uh beneficial like chris mentioned where you can you can really utilize the the fruits uh and the vintage um for for different styles of wine so a little cooler vintage you can focus a little more on sparkling warmer vintage a little more on red pinot noir uh yeah but i i think going forward we we've already started a little bit focusing uh our portfolio in terms of um uh, making uh you know you know, focusing on just a couple sparkling wines um, and a, a couple still whites and a, and and our Pinot and and uh, a couple other reds, but but I think more in the future. We're speaking with Chris Turk. He's the marketing director, and Dan Wright, uh, the winemaker here at Unsworth uh, Vineyards. Uh, Chris, a lot's been done uh, across the way too at the restaurant since the last time we've been here. Yeah, it seems every. Every nine months or so, we do a renovation. Dan lives upstairs, so he can definitely attest to that. But uh, we've, we've really tried to focus on our patio and pizza oven and really offering people that wine country experience that they're looking for with, with food and wine, as mm-hmm. you know by the title of the show. And Chris, is the party over it's, now um, with crowded tasting rooms? Is there a, would you say, a more informative visitor experience now at Unsworth? I, I think that's definitely fair to say. Uh, as a as a group, uh, as a collective in the Couch and Valley, the wineries have have gotten together. Well, um, virtually, of course, and uh, and and 
thought that that's the best way to go um, and to really to really educate people on, on what our region can produce and and you know we, obviously we still want to have a fun time and you know I got into wine because it's because it's fun and it makes yes. you silly at parties but you know there, there's also there's also a lot of a lot of effort that goes into it and, and you know it's a, it's a it's a farm practice there's science there's art there's the food aspect there's culture so we, we are really happy to, to share that in a more intimate and more um, focused way uh, but while still having fun with our with our guests and they've been really responsive. Well, we're excited to be back at uh, Unsworth Vineyard, and we uh, uh, we're lucky. We we haven't seen what we is what's been going on, say, south of the border, and so we can be a bit casual about it. But I think you know, for the time being, we need to do you know follow these practices so that we can all get back to uh, visiting and ha- enjoying weekends and tasting wine and and being sociable. And actually, what I see people are doing. It's kind of the visits that I get all the time anyways. You get the real visit. You get time and uh, contemplation. You talk to some people. You learn something. It's not just a, a belly-up-to-the-bar experience anymore. So that's uh, I think it will be good for both sides of the of the uh, tasting desk, I guess, or bar. We're sitting outside. It's fantastic. Uh, we invite you all to, uh, on your next uh, staycation or crossing, uh, just crossing over in about 90 minutes, you can be in Unsworth from downtown Vancouver, which is pretty easy shot. Gentlemen, thanks for uh, joining us today and hosting us, and uh, we look forward to our stay here today and uh, to getting people uh, back in the mood to uh, visit wineries across British Columbia. Thank you, Tony. Thank Thanks you, Tony. so much. Thank you. There's lots more still coming up next. Lauren Inglis, GM, uh, joins us. Spencer Simon Spencer, Vineyard Manager from Enrico Winery. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And this is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard, overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. For a limited time, BC Food and Wine radio listeners can save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this summer to celebrate their 20th anniversary season. Make sure to join them on the sun-soaked patio for a sampling of their premium wines. Or, if you can't make it out this summer, then don't forget to check out their popular virtual tasting program online. For reservations or for more information, visit them at blackhillswinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clotus Soleil Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect their unique land. You can find Clotus Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusolet.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, British Columbia. It's the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. 
We're on location today at Unsworth Vineyards in the Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. It's our first grape escape of the year. Uh, we've been dying to get out of the studio, uh, and we're really happy to uh, speak with our next guests, uh, who are recently were our hosts, Lauren Inglis. He's the GM. Simon Spencer, he's the vineyard manager at Enrico Winery. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thank you Thank very you. much. Great Thanks to have you guys uh, here. You're, uh, you've, you've made it through covid or you're yeah. coping with covid or how's, Co- how are things going Coping's probably a much better word i think yeah, yeah. and We're you, making it through yeah and you're seeing lots of people uh we opened up last week so definitely uh the traffic inside now is getting more and more definitely i was i was thinking about you because i was thinking about all that space outside that's available uh to taste yep. and to uh, uh put yourself on a distance away from people has that helped at all? Or? It has. I mean, luckily, BCLDB has lifted a lot of the restrictions for certain areas, and uh, we are fortunate enough to have a large area down there, so yeah, it's made a big difference. Yeah. So uh, People are pretty loyal, though, eh? Uh, They're the, very loyal. The locals, they, they yeah. don't want you to go away. <laughs> No, and they're pretty happy to come in. You know, everybody, uh, all the regulars that were coming back in, of course, they want to give you the big hug, but uh, it's the yeah. the elbow bump instead. So, Hey, Lauren, ahead, save Casey. that big hug for me. Uh, you know, Casey, like I said, that's the first thing I want to do, <laughs> give you a big hug. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Simon, the, win- the vineyards wait for nobody, uh, virus or not. You have your own viruses sometimes in a vineyard, so you're, you're always prepared. Well, fungal uh, issues, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. The nature doesn't stop for anything. It's, yeah. right, it's ha- spring rolls around, the buds burst, and yeah. there's work to be done. We've been talking to a lot of people in the Okanagan. How is the start being on the island? It's really hot start. End of uh, end of March, beginning of April, it was, you know, I got my first sunburn probably in the first few days of April and things got off to an early start and it, it has, it's just been quite fluctuating really. It hasn't yeah. really decided what it wants to, to do, whether it wants to be a hot year or sort of, it's certainly more moisture yeah. for sure. You've seen that in the in the growth of the plants, which is really what the, we need that. Mm-hmm. Really, the the valley's been, you know, we've been having a few drought years, um, so, so that's a plus. Good. That's a plus, but also, you know, we, we're really going to have to um, be on top of our game this year. It's it's going to, um, you know, experience is going to tell this year in terms of management. We're speaking with Simon Spencer. He's a vineyard manager, and of course, uh, Lauren, uh, the GM over at Enrico Winery. Uh, Go ahead, Casey. Simon, what does a vineyard manager do? Well, first and foremost, we need to deliver the best fruit possible, uh, given given our year to the winemaker. So, you know, uh, that starts in, in January, our pruning, um, our growing year during the summer, and then really the, the ultimate goal, <laughs> the ultimate role of the vineyard manager is to deliver the best fruit possible, given given the year to the winemaker to make the, the best wine possible. There's always Mother Nature that uh, intervenes. Yeah, so, so if you get a sunburn, Simon, how, what is, how does that make you feel about the vineyard? The grapes. The grapes. Yeah. Well, it's great for the grapes. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking of grapes, Lauren, so you brought a couple of wines that I, I want to get into so we don't run out of time. And then the first one's a sparkling wine, it is. which is uh, always nice to start off with. Yep. Tell us a bit about this. This is our celebration. It's 100% yeah. Pinot Gris, Charmette. It is a, it's a wonderful bottle of wine. And we do uh, a rosé sparkling as well as the 100% Pinot Gris sparkling. Mm. We're super happy the way it turned out this year. And it's also VQA now as well. It's really nice. Uh, I like... Uh, you know, sometimes Pinot Gris can be a bit fat, but with the bubble, it really freshens it up right out it, of the gate. It does. It's very crisp. And you mentioned VQA. Cowichan has its own uh, sub-GI now, which uh, is fantastic. Recognition of the Cowichan Valley. It's one of the things yeah. that we've all been striving for, and to finally get it is absolutely amazing. I, I hear it was quite a impressive uh, submission. Yes. Uh, hard to ignore, which is great. But yep. uh, now that you have it, it's, it's, I think it's so important to have these now. It is so. It is really important. And, yeah. I mean, it, like I said, the recognition that we're getting in the valley is what we've been striving for for years. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see more and more people, I think, coming here from around the globe for sure uh, as things change, as the airlines open back up. But yeah. uh, there's going to be a lot of interest on, on Vancouver Island. You're in a cool spot. I mean, you, you, you ended up in the right place after all. Uh, <laughs> when you think about it, the, the rush north by a lot of people to cooler climates uh, yeah. uh, is, is on, but you're already in one. Yep, and we're fortunate to be here. Mm-hmm. And the wines are reflecting that as well. Yeah. Like you're getting some beautiful wines coming out of the valley, and the recognition for the wines is huge. Yeah. I really like this wine because it's, it's fresh and it's clean, and it's, uh, it's uh, I don't know, it's all, it's all growing up, I guess I yep. could say that. it is. Yeah, yeah, we're super happy with it. Uh, and the other wine, the Tempest, uh, Casey, you remember the Ortega? We, we had this wine the last time we were up I here. I do remember it. We, who, we who wants drank to tell us about Ortega? It, what is Ortega? Simon? Yeah. It's a Germanic variety. It's yeah. been grown in, on Vancouver Island for, I would say, probably at least 30 years. Uh, Cherry Points had it from at least 19, the early 90s. Probably Zanatta's has Zanata, had it. Yeah. It's probably... Maybe the the mid seventies, perhaps. Yeah. Um, At one time, we were all crazy to have a signature variety. A lot of people thought Ortega would be the signature variety on Vancouver Island. I don't know if that's a. It, I, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but it's probably not necessary now. No, I don't think it is either. I, mean, I think it's one of the recognized grapes that grow here, and yeah. that's all we really need to say about it. Yeah. It's unique. Um, I I really enjoy what it does. It's it's uh, it's a great glass of wine as well. It's a beautiful floral style. It has a bit of residual sugar, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes it fun for for uh, uh, spicier food, maybe. Do you have any favorites that you would serve that with? We actually serve this with uh, oysters. It's yeah. uh, It pairs incredibly well with, with oysters. Oysters. So that's a kind of a sweet, sweet pairing then. It is. Um, actually, at Whistler, not that long ago that we have got we ended up getting paired with the oyster bar, and it turned out absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice pairing. That's a great idea. And I've heard a rumor that there's some new plantings happening. Yes, yeah, there, there is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've uh, we've doubled the, the vineyards. Doubled? Uh, doubled wow. since 2000. And, yeah, we started planting... Um, well, the expansion in 2016, so there was um, Petit Malo put in 2016. Uh, in 2017, we put in some Chardonnay and a, uh, a red variety called 83, which we need to come up with a better name than 83. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, the, I would suggest that. Yep. Yeah, no, the, but huge promise for that, uh, for that grape. And then uh, 2018, there was a break. And then in 2019, we put in more Chardonnay and more um, Ortega. Hmm. So we've doubled the amount of Ortega. Lauren's kind of a nice name. 
Yeah, it is actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what, do, what, what do you, you think, waiting Casey? for? I think just call that's it, a just great call it name. Lawrence. Okay, I'll, exactly. I'll run it by the panel. Or just call it the big hug, right? <laughs> the big hug. Yeah. Even yeah, better. The big hug. Yeah. So the total under mine now is approximately twenty-three acres. Wow. Yeah. You're getting up there. Yep. Yeah, we're happy with and it. And it, the whole idea is to try to make it a, as much a state as possible. Right. And that's, that's the that's best. the 100% direction that we're going. So yeah. it's 100% Cowichan Valley right now. Yeah. Uh, we do pull a few, uh, a little bit of Pinot Noir from uh, one of the other vineyards. But other than that, it's everything else is coming right from the property. Yeah. I so, think that's the, it, it couldn't be any better than to just be an estate with the fruit right there. And yeah. you have complete control over the fruit, which is key as well. Absolutely. We've yeah. got, you know, we've got control over picking dates. Yeah. Right. You don't have the trucking issues, mm-hmm. you know, going over the Coquihalla. All of it is, you know, ferries, the environmental impact of trucking back and forth. And yeah. we just, everything's here. Yeah. And you have so much control. Well, I've, I've enjoyed these two wines. There's many more. People can visit the winery. Can you tell us a bit about how you're operating now when you're open, that sort of thing? So for the next little bit, we're going to be just open three days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh-huh. We're going to be open from noon till 5. Reservations are not required. We're, oh. we're actually encouraging walk-in people. That way, the regular people aren't going to be left outside. Yeah. Um, we have a capacity of 50 people. Uh, we have lots of room. There's not an issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, that's and pretty good. It is. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's been and it shows up that way as well. Even on a not a great day like today, weather-wise, it's been really good. And uh, online, how has that been? Have people responded that way too? Yeah, online. Sales. Are you up to speed on shipping and all yeah, the rest of that I now? I sure am. I've put probably 200,000 kilometers on the truck in the short little bit that COVID's hit. Oh. Um, wow. Just delivering around Delivering town. around the island, yeah. Wow. Uh, online sales have been fantastic. <laughs> They've been really, really good. Yeah. yeah. It's Can't a great complain. way to build a customer base. So I think I think we've all learned a lot about our businesses uh, during this period. Yeah, I agree. I think we have yeah. in all different ways. Uh, gentlemen, great to see you. Two lovely wines, really. Uh, pure and clean and fresh and Vancouver Island style. I think you, you're on to something big. Perfect. And, uh, with your own sub-GI and now your own vineyards are enough to supply yourself. I think it's, you're all set to go. Yeah, we're pretty happy. You can go golfing soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. So. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Hey, we've been speaking with Lauren Inglis. He's the GM. Simon Spencer is the vineyard manager at Enrico Winery. There's plenty more to come on the show. Uh, up next, Paul Brunner. He's the proprietor, and Bailey Williamson is the winemaker at Blue Grouse. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Tony Holler, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. At Poplar Grove, every day on the Naramata bench is a journey to create fantastic wines. We couldn't do it without our dedicated team or the family of wine lovers who gather at our wine club to enjoy the many benefits of membership, like world-class wines delivered to their door and exclusive events at the winery, like our wine club barbecue. Join us on the journey to make truly great wines. Visit us at poplargrove.ca. Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. The Wine Experience Center at Mount Bushery Estate Winery has arrived. 
Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is now open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher restaurant is also ready to welcome you with their first menu. Walk-in guests are welcome, but reservations are recommended. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitation, and physical distancing protocols will also be in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Rediscover the South Okanagan good life at Watermark Beach Resort Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre. Just steps to everything. The beach, shopping, the marina and great dining at the restaurant at Watermark. New executive chef Nick Atkins invites you to indulge your senses with bright new flavours inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio. Featuring new health and safety protocols and procedures. Reservations are highly recommended. Celebrate the South Okanagan. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We are on location today. It's our first grape escape of the season. We're live at Unsworth Vineyard in the Cowichan Valley, the new sub-GI of the Cowichan Valley on Vancouver Island. And joining us now uh, are two gentlemen uh, who are big in the wine business. Paul Brunner is the proprietor, and Bailey Williamson is the winemaker at Blue Grouse just up the road. Gentlemen, uh, welcome back. Thanks Great very much. Great to see thank you. Yeah, thanks. A couple of rock stars. I've been watching you for months now online, uh, yakking and talking and walking, and you're in videos. And I think I, I'm going to start making wine because everybody who's making wine is making videos and, and doing their own stuff now. It, it, it's a complete role reversal. Well, we're, we're really hoping to be discovered. You know, <laughs> get that, everybody talks about that viral thing. and, and yeah. we're, we're, we're You're hoping to go viral? Yeah. If we get over 200 likes, then we're like, we've nailed Really? Okay. That's not what my producer tells me. 200 <laughs> likes is like, you know, back to the coal mine. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if we want to be viable right now in this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's great to see you guys. Uh, you seem like you're surviving. It hasn't been easy. Uh, what, what, what's been the good news uh, from COVID at, at uh, Blue Grouse? The good news is that we're still standing. We're mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. The vineyards had some planting, so we planted our first 7,000 vines, the, wow. new, the new vineyard. Uh, the Paula Vineyard, which is one we planted in 2017, yep. it actually looks like a vineyard at last. Okay. So if you go down there, there's lots of growth, and it, it looks yeah. like a vineyard. All so right. I'm very pleased about that. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be some extra fruit at some point, a little bit more. Well, let's hope, uh, because uh, as you pointed out earlier before the show, uh, there's no more Pinot Noir that we're going to try today, but, you know, hopefully yeah. in the future it all comes around. Yeah, it's a nice problem to have being sold out, I guess, but it'd be nice to have a bit more of it all. Uh, things have really taken off on the island, though. You've got the sub-GI now. That was a big uh, uh, a big get, I think, an important get. Sometimes people, they, they can't really associate how important that is, but I, I think you guys uh, uh, realize that. Uh, well, Bailey led the process, yeah, uh, and we got buy-in from everybody. So I was I underwrote it and said, "Look, I'll I'll pay for it if nobody else does." But everybody anteed up, everybody joined the party, and it was fabulous. I, yeah. I really am very happy to to see that, and and of course the news here locally at Unsworth it's uh, amazing. Just, eh? just adds to that. Yeah, so. I was I was I was saying to Tim Turek that that's really going to shine a spotlight. Uh, 
and I think and I think the good news is is we're ready because you know in the old days when Oregon made one of the most famous Pinot Noirs about 30 years ago, and then the whole wine world went there, and the place was not ready for the whole wine world to show up. Uh, but I think now with, from the wines that we've been seeing out of here that we're ready to to show people what we can do here. Uh, I, I don't know, Bailey. How would you describe the 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 setting that the the style of wine here in the Cowichan Valley. I think there's no question that it's cool climate, and everybody's trying to be cool climate. Where I think we can own that. Yeah. Quite frankly, um, you know, we we try and taste as many wines from all over as we can. But I always come back to it because it has that acidity that is has the tension in the wine that makes your mouth water and your saliva glands go, and it just yeah. makes it so food friendly. I yeah. think that's really the 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 hallmark is the the tension and the acidity in the wines here on the island. Super. The last time I saw you two, you were in a hole about ten feet deep. <laughs> and you well, had we a... still feel like that sometimes, Casey. <laughs> yes, you had a very interesting fellow, Pedro Pera, on your yeah. land, and he was doing exactly what. Well, he's a terroir expert, so he digs holes. Yeah, exactly. He uh, he can't, we, uh, he's been working with us since 2015, so he's been there a number of times. And uh, he kind of said he came and looked at what we were doing this time, and he said, "Well, I showed you how to do it last time. Why aren't you doing the same thing again?" And yeah. so he had to down tools and start all over again. Wow. Yeah. But uh, basically, he's helped us lay out the new vineyard, and the first plants went in the ground uh, a couple of. What, a couple of weeks, three weeks ago or so. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll do some uh, some more planting later on this year well, and then next year. Yeah, and what was that? Was that was it all Pinot or? Pinot and Chard. Pinot and Chard, okay. We just tasted a great Chardonnay here. I was talking to uh, to Dan about why there isn't more Chardonnay. Bailey, do you think we'll see a bit of a resurgence in Chardonnay here on the island? Or? I'm not sure if it's a resurgence or just a, you know, yeah. new um, I think that's the, the interesting thing about having the spotlight shone on us. I think we will see people looking at the region differently, at what the potential is. Yeah. And my hope is that people start to look for different ground. I don't think we've explored the potential yet of the, yeah. of the soil structures around the island. And I think if somebody comes in, you know, like Jackson Family Wines with the resources, they will go, okay, we want to buy some land to plant on. Let's do our due diligence. And I think that will be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Well, Chardonnay gets such a bad rap because, uh, you know, it either can be great or it can be just awful, but it doesn't mean that, like, uh, just tasting the one I tasted here, I thought, oh my God, like, really, mm. can we grow this on Vancouver Island? And I think. That's how all of this starts in every region. You have one great wine, and you know if someone can make that wine, other people can do that too. So it'll be interesting to see how that vineyard goes. That's another couple years away, though, three years away probably, eh, before we see anything. I should get a bit of Chardonnay off of the Paula vineyard this year. I okay. Might, I mean, it'll be so small, I might just hold it back and just see what the potential is on uh, on a few different trials. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll taste it amongst ourselves, and, and if you come by, we'll, we'll let you have some. I, I want to do that. Paul, what what's going on in the what's going on in the business at the winery? Like, uh, you know, everybody had a wine club. Everybody had a either had a restaurant or a shipping business or whatever. How, how does it work today? Have you changed gears at all? Or yeah, it's very different. It's very different in a, in a couple of respects. Uh, we have opened our tasting room, so that's okay. that's going. Uh, but we're really focused. We always had a wine club, and we're really focused on that now. 
we've seen uh, we've seen sales from our uh, our internet sales or e-commerce sales like last year in June I think we had zero yeah. or sixty dollars I think in this year it's close to ten thousand dollars wow so huge huge change in those respects we're now taking reservations uh, we're gonna we're gonna reservations to, to visit the wine to visit and do yeah. the tasting tastings are all structured okay uh, so and we've got a, a do we get the Vancouver Island uh, formation uh, uh, no, seminar too, or is that too we, heavy? Yeah, we haven't done that. I, the crowd probably wouldn't want to sit through that, but uh, but well, every the, once in a while we pull it out. Yeah, Paul has the abbreviated version, which is probably a little more user friendly. Yeah, well, it's uh, it, it, I I like the way that people have managed to to uh, you know using words like pivot and and reimagine, but. But in fact, what's interesting is I think the business is changing a bit, that we're all seeing that we can be better. We can do better, and we can tell our story better. We just have to you know, take some time and think about what we're doing with the yeah. public. The public's ca- caught up in many ways. To It's not the same public it was 30 years ago visiting wineries. One of, one of the fortunate things is living on Vancouver Island is we get huge local support. Mm-hmm. Stores, uh, the LRS, the liquor stores, the restaurants, they really like to buy local, and that has picked up huge momentum since the uh, since COVID. So. Yeah. Bailey, tell Casey about this Pinot Gris. Uh, it's quite interesting, especially the finish. The uh, the Pinot Gris was it was about twenty five percent barrel fermented in a in a new French oak barrel, and um, and the rest of it was left in stainless, and then it blended together. Both had gone through full ML, but as as I pointed out earlier, it's the it's the acidity that creates that tension in the wine that makes it so food friendly and and such a, a refreshing drink. I love how you just sloughed that. Oh, it went through full ML. Like <laughs> there's people crying out there in California. What? Full ML, and he's got all that acidity. Like, it's a really interesting wine. I would say this is one of the best Pinot Gris I've tasted with barrel fermented juice in it. Usually, it doesn't work out very well uh, in my experience. This is really classy. My well, mouth you. is I, watering I'm, I'm just <laughs> listening to that description. And before yeah. we let you go, tell us what's the best way to stock your cellar with island wines? Would you say? I think you need to uh, go online and uh, go to our website, and uh, we will ship it to you. Free shipping within British Columbia right now. I think there's even wow. a few sales on that might uh, entice you. But uh, we're also, I also double as a delivery driver up here in the Cowichan <laughs> region. So if you're in, if you're in this Abert neighborhood, oh you'll get me coming by. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, or join the wine club. Yeah, that was my other question. How, can I get the Pinot Noir if I join the wine club? Is that possible, or in in, in the next in the August. next vintage? Yeah, and it will go to the wine club members first. Yeah, yeah. so that's probably the best way to secure your Pinot Noir from yeah. Blue Grouse. Yeah, I think there's only you know 150 cases, so yeah, just it goes pretty quick. Yeah, well, like these interviews. <laughs> Guys, it's so great to see you. You, you both look super healthy. Uh, there must be something about the island air, or maybe it's the wine. Yeah. Uh, these wines are delicious. Don't run away. I want to finish them up. Uh, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show today, though. It's great to see you both. And carry on online. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. I'm learning something every day from you guys. I love it. Thanks very much, Tony and Casey. Thank you. Uh, Bailey Williamson, he's the winemaker. Paul Brunner's the proprietor at Brew Grouse Winery. If you haven't uh, visited this property, do yourself a favor, folks. You won't forget it. 
We are live today from Unsworth Vineyards on Vancouver Island. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. But there's more to come. Next, we're joined by Mark Holford. He's a winemaker. And Robin Holford, who we're dying to meet, the assistant winemaker from Rocky Creek Winery. Next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The warm weather is here and Indigenous-inspired cuisine and much more awaits you in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Spirit Ridge Resort in Isoyas is pleased to announce the reopening of the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry with a brand new menu. Social distancing protocols are in place for your safety, so join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in complete comfort. Please make your reservations at bearfishrootberry.com. Spirit Ridge Resort, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're excited to have Robin Holford with us. She's the assistant winemaker and the boss uh, of her dad, Mark Holford. He's the winemaker over Rocky Creek Winery. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. I say that, Robin, because we hear so much about you, but now we finally meet you. Uh, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Uh, you've been trained. According to yeah. sources. <laughs> According to sources. Uh, what's it like working with your dad? It's been very, very fun. It's been like a dream, um, you know. Most, you know, winemakers my age coming out of university for the first year don't get much control over any sort of wines. And my dad was uh, brave. Uh, Ready to pass a couple yeah. your way. That's so like Foolish. Foolish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Trusting. <laughs> you came out of, uh, of Brock, is that not yes. uh, right? So you're a cool climate specialist and you're living in a cool climate. Did, did, it, did they teach you something that you didn't know? or They taught me a lot of things I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, growing up in the wine industry, I was present to a lot of the winemaking techniques, but I was also young, so I didn't really understand a lot of what my dad was telling me. It was mm-hmm. a lot of 
oh, we're putting in this foo-foo dust to make the wine do the thing and make alcohol. Uh, so I got to learn a lot of technical stuff at uh, Brock University. It's a, a degree in uh, enology and viticulture, which basically means biochemistry. So I did a lot of bio biology and chemistry courses. So I think I know more than I want to about organic chemistry. Um, but yeah, lots of you know upcoming research being done in the industry is a really cool opportunity to um, to learn what's yeah. going on in research. Uh, we love the next generation. <laughs> uh, well, you got lots of help now, Mark. What's what's going on at Rocky Creek today? How would you describe the new collaboration with your daughter and what what you're heading for? Well, it's been a as Robin said, it's actually been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been very different for me because I can actually uh, hand off stuff to her yeah and not i mean the typical help i've had in the past i've had to supervise closely because yeah. too many weird things can go wrong <laughs> um but with yeah, the help with, and the wine yeah with with robin i mean i could say oh yeah can you go down and filter you know the the, the pinot gris and yeah. she can just go and do that i don't yeah. have to be there to show her how to set up the the filter press and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's been it's been um really great and and for me uh, i've always liked teaching people about what i do yeah so it, it was a lot of fun having her make her own wines but then being there to help give some you know sage advice about what we're doing and and she now understands some of the reasons why i do what i do yeah um because she you know, a daughter she, who understands what her father does that's news to me i love that well it's, it's on the practical side because yeah you know we were deciding how to make our wines and she had total control over what she did but she always wondered why I leave my Pinot Gris sit on the skins for 16 hours. And it's just a practical thing that if you finish, you know, working on all your grapes and destemming them and you're, you're doing a skin soak, if it goes too long, um, you know, you get too much color. But if you decide you're going to do it for four hours, it means you're there pressing at literally 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And then you have to clean up. Yeah. And then you have to get up at 6 in the morning to start over again. And so she realized we did do that for her because that's what she wanted. But now she realizes why I don't do that generally. <laughs> Love it. Well, I want to uh, know about this father-daughter competition you're doing in the tasting room. That's a lot of fun. Well, the, that was part of the the fun when we decided we we're going to do these head-to-head things. I mean, when I asked Robin what wines she'd like to make for last harvest, she first said, "Oh, I want to do the 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 rosé because that's my namesake." I said, "Great, you got the rosé. Whatever you want to do, you can make a rosé." And then she goes, "Oh yeah, and the second one, I want to do a Pinot Gris, and I want to do it head-to-head with you." It's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Okay, throw down. You're going to take me on one of my signature wines. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we decided that we're, we're going to do this head-to-head. We literally got the grapes, split them in half. She did what she wanted to do with her half. I did what, what I wanted to do with mine. Uh, actually, we're like two-thirds, one-third. But um, And, yeah, and so now that they're all bottled, uh, in our tasting room, uh, every time people do a tasting and try both of them, they get to uh, get a basically a poker chip and vote for their favorite. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, how's the voting going? Uh, so We're far? not privy to that information yet. No. <laughs> Though well, we have actually snuck in and had a peek. Yes. Okay, I'm going to do some paper chips at the end of this. <laughs> you can take back. There yep. we go. But right. actually, we are allowing people to vote online. Like, there's going to be. A, okay, I can do that. Yeah, social media. So you yeah. it's either Mark's Pinot or Robin's Pinot with a hashtag, right. and and you can vote for your favorite. Well, the name is great, Pinot Degree. I love that. I love that name, That's too. very clever. Who came up with that name? <laughs> I did. Um, I'm a very funny, funny, punny person, and, you know, a bit of that dad joke humor going in. I was yeah. like, you know what? Oh, jeez. Pino degree. <laughs> I got a degree. He doesn't have a degree in wine making, so... Uh... <laughs> that is so clever. I love it. <laughs> and I don't know who's so, so going to have... count all these things, because, you know, Linda's the president, your wife, and Catherine... 
your other daughter is the tasting room manager and social media expert, so I don't, I don't know who you can trust here. They Mark. need a referee there. I, I, I think actually Catherine might be the most independent. I, I think we might <laughs> let her do that. She won't be easily bought. Now, your, your Pinot Gris is a bit lighter, uh, Robin, than Dad's. His yeah. is, he's got a little hint of color in his. His is sort of the, the old authentic style color. Yeah. So What did you do? Less skin contact? Yeah, I did or? the, the four-hour skin, skin uh-huh. contact where we're pressing yeah. at 10 p.m. and finishing up by midnight, and I quickly learned why, and Dad was like, okay, you and can uh, is, dump it in. Yeah, and yours is a little cleaner, more floral. His is a little more earthy with a bit of color, so there's a very... Uh, distinct difference in style, but uh, it's great for people. I, I just can't imagine people tasting the two and seeing those styles. It's really instructive. Well, I thought it was a really uh, great example of what winemaking can do, because everyone talks about terroir and, and how that can be influenced of wine, but I also yeah. really like the idea of showing exactly what winemakers yeah. do. This is what our job is oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, you can mess it up, too. <laughs> exactly. No problem. <laughs> I love it, it. it helps when you have really good grapes to start with, because yeah. Yeah, then you just get two really nice versions of the same thing. Yeah, um, but yeah. Why, why is Pinot Gris so good on the island? Do you think it's, it seems to really thrive here? It, it does. Uh, I think the climate's great. It, it ripens well every year. If it's a little bit underripe, you get more citrusy notes. If it's yeah. a little bit riper, you get more of the apples and and uh, pear and, and some other nice is, notes. Is it all the same? I'll ask the biologist. Is it all the same Pinot Gris on the island, or are there different clones here? Or? I think a lot of vineyards have several different clones, okay. um, and that can definitely influence as well. But um, that's a whole other <laughs> research topic to deal with. Um, yeah. There's lots of influence that goes into winemaking, which is why I really like it. Really exciting. I, I just or These just arrived at my house this week. I haven't tried them, and I'm really excited now to go back and uh, analyze them a bit because they're it's it's fun to see the two of them are they from the same site as well yeah. so literally cut the, the the harvest in half as we were just so you didn't them. pick blocks or anything nope. that that'll be next year right yeah, <laughs> yeah the, so the tell us what, no, i love it what can rocky creek offer to the nervous traveler well we've always been fairly small and intimate so uh we've been really careful to make sure our tasting room is is uh, very much sectioned off, so that each group has their own little area. Um, we're only doing tastings by appointment, so you don't have to worry about getting swarmed by a busload of people suddenly. Uh, and actually, my background is in health and safety as a health and safety uh, professional, so I've actually put together a pretty comprehensive plan to make sure that um, no one's going to get uh, yeah, any sick. concerns with uh, yeah. getting sick at our place. That's wow. so great. Mark, that's Listen, impressive. It, it, I didn't know that. It's uh, well, it's so great to, to meet you for the first time, Robin. <laughs> nice to meet you. Too. I, I'm excited about these two wines now. That's a great story, and I'm I'm uh, as I say, I want to study them a bit more. But uh, for consumers, drop by Rocky Creek. You can try either one, and you can vote for your favorite. Then that's kind of fun too. You could vote for both of them as a tie because uh, they are different styles. But I I think it's fun. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun on Vancouver Island. You're going to stick around, or you're have bigger dreams, Burgundy. I, s- I still want to, to travel and learn different styles of winemaking, yeah. but I definitely, the island is my home, so I definitely yeah. feel a, a connection to them, but well, I do I, want to get out. <laughs> I know you have lots of friends, but I have a few friends too. If you want to go during this, the, in the Southern Hemisphere, when you don't have anything else to do, there's plenty of places to explore. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, by the way, how much are the wines if we... Uh, 22 each. 22 each, yeah. yeah. 22 each. Okay, so there you go. by price. Yeah. <laughs> We've been speaking with Mark Holford. He's a winemaker and owner. Robin Holford is the assistant winemaker, and I'm sure going to be the owner someday of Rocky Creek Winery on Vancouver Island in the Cowichan GI. Thanks so much for uh, uh, joining us today. It's been uh, great fun. Thank you. Thank you.
that's it for today, folks. We have to get out of here. Everybody's shouting at me, but we've had a great time. Uh, this is our first Grapescape a year, and the people at Unsworth have been fantastic. And you know what? They've been cleaning tables and separating people and, and doing everything uh, so right. It's ridiculous. Uh, get in your car and get up here and have a glass of wine. Uh, it's the best thing you can do uh, to enjoy wine. Casey, thanks so much. Anissa, thank you. Uh, everything's been uh, perfect today. We're going to get out of here and we'll be back next week on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And thank you, Mike Whittingham, too, on site. See you next week. Ciao. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.